Welcome to the Takes with the Tailgaters podcast. My name is Town Hauser, alongside my co-host, Nathaniel Yates. Howdy. And our other co-host, Caden Cooley. How's it going, guys? Alright, so this week, sports are back. There's a lot of traction that sports are coming back. Um, the NHL has, like, already have, already has, like, a set plan in place, and we'll go over that today. The NBA is getting a lot more traction, like we talked about last week. Um, we're going to talk about Patrick Mahomes' contract. Apparently... That is in the works, and it will be monumental for the NFL. We're going to talk about what that means, what it's going to look like, our kind of projections for how the deal is going to work. Yep. Bradley Beal, he has been in the rumor mill for probably a year and a half. Probably, it seems like most of my lifetime at this point. Facts. Um, him and John Wall never playing. Like, I feel like those things have just been staples for the last couple facts, years. Facts, facts. Um, and apparently that came out today that he's not going to be traded. So we'll talk about that, talk about if we believe that, and... Um, Spots we'd like to see Bradley end up. And then Lamella Ball draft rumors. Apparently the Cleveland Cavaliers kind of want him. So we're going to talk about that and where we think he should actually end up. Then we have our top 10 power forward list, which it was a pretty dry list, especially like in the middle, but a lot of big names up top. So we'll talk about that. And then finally our NFL fan bases rankings. So we'll yeah. talk about like how, we, um, how annoying they are, how non-existent they are at Chargers fans. So that'd be it'll be a fun team maker. We so, might have to make a separate category for Chargers fans. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it'll be Bill O'Brien and then Chargers fans. Yeah. Um, so getting started with the NHL update. So the NHL was pretty extreme with this. They put a plan. They were quick. Yeah, they were quick, and they made a plan pretty quickly. And shout out to Gary Bettman for that, the commissioner. Commissioner. Okay. I know you yeah. guys don't know who Gary Bettman is. My no. boy. I, I, I said that name, and I was like, these yeah. guys don't know who that is. Um, and how it's gonna work? Break um, it down. There's gonna be 24 teams. Um, and it's a pretty interesting bracket. I'll pull up the the the, the, the actual bracket, but I think the 24 teams is pretty interesting. And I kind of want the NBA to do something like that, where like, because there's a lot of bubble teams, you know, teams so, that were kind of just grinding. As a not hockey fan, how many teams usually make the playoffs? Um, it is eight per conference. Oh, so the same as the NBA. So, yeah, it's kind of it. Their bracket usually is one through eight, but it doesn't look the same. It's a little bit different. Yeah. But yeah, this year there's gonna be 24 teams. Instead Correct of me if I'm wrong. Don't they reseed or am I? Um, they do something like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So here's how the brackets actually gonna work. So the top four teams in each conference are going to play a round robin, which will be fantastic. But that's not actual playoff shit. That's just a round robin to get seeding, which I'm so excited for. So before the playoffs even start. So that's like a like a like getting into the playoffs type of thing. Right? Um, not like getting in because they're already in, but it's just where they're going to be at. And okay. Well, I'll get to that later, and I'll show you how it's going to work. Okay. Um, so before the playoffs even start, we have the best eight teams in the league facing their respective conference mates. So, like, that's going to be fantastic. Like, have, have they played any of the season yet? Or what had you, they before the season shut down? I don't know. Like, oh, hockey yeah. in general? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hockey starts in October. Whoa. Dude, we don't... That's I mean, I knew I that, but... <laughs> okay, so we're finding... Dude, we're you finding. could show me a clip of hockey today, and I would think it's a throwback clip, but it could be a play today. <laughs> okay, so we know Caden's hockey knowledge now. I need talents, but... Hey, okay. whenever we go to Colorado... You know, don't want to spoil anything for what we've got coming up soon. But Thomas is a big hockey fan, so you guys can definitely chat really? about that. Yes. Okay, that's exciting. Oh, yeah, we're going to Colorado. We're going to look at an episode there, like a travel special. On the biggest mountain there. Not the biggest mountain, but I want to do it on a mountain. <laughs> on the tippy top. That is a vivid image in my mind. I want like, us to just be outside just randomly and just 
like next like a valley like just be on like on like a hill then i drop my computer <laughs> yeah it'd be we great could, like remake Kate. our like picture for the podcast like i'm jumping into a ravine you guys are sitting in chairs on the side that'd be kind of tough that sounds I like it. Yeah, I was about to say. Oh, <laughs> well, not like not. Okay, I meant like changing the picture. How loud it was. Anyway, back, back to, to hockey. Playoffs, back to hockey. Um, so yeah, how it's gonna work is this is so so difficult to explain. But so first off, there's a play-in round, and from seeds eight through eleven, like per conference. And God, it's so weird. So here's kind of the proposed matchup. So we have the Leafs playing the Blue Jackets, Penguins playing. Um, Canadians, actually, it's five. That's a matchup right oh, there. My bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> matchup for the ages. Islanders and Panthers, Hurricanes and Rangers, and on the other side we have the Calgary Flames and Jets, which there are tribals, which would be amazing. Yeah. Um. Of of course. For yeah. sure. Okay, if we talk about hockey, can you guys at least just? Like, <laughs> I was agreeing with you. Okay, but, like you don't have to do it in like the fake uh huh voice, like we were like we're talking about soccer. Okay, this fine. Is, this is way more relevant than soccer. That I don't want to hear your. I don't actually voice. watch this probably. Yeah. It's sports. You'll definitely watch it. It's yeah. either that or Korean baseball on ESPN2. Hey, man. Don't you hate on that. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we got Edmonton Oilers and Blackhawks. Then we have Canucks versus Wild, which will be a fun series. Um, next up, we got Nashville and Arizona. And so um, how it will work is once the teams are seeded, like the top four per conference, then the actual playoffs will pretty much start. Man. But what this means is a shit ton of hockey <clears throat> in a short period of time, and it will be absolutely fantastic for sports fans. And I am absolutely pumped. Um, probably next week I'll actually go through my actual projections, and we'll start doing that. What's the date they're starting, or what they're what they're trying to look for? It's supposed to be early July. Okay, so are they giving them time to ramp up? Like we've been worried yeah, about that. I think there's okay. going to be camps <laughs> and stuff. Um, they're going to open up training facilities. So kind of like the NBA is doing right now. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, so, in the coming weeks, I don't know a set date when we're going to do, like, NHL projections. Um, I doubt you guys are going to do the actual research, but if you guys want to make a bracket, go for it, just for shits and giggles. Um, we right. can combine our brackets, yeah, which is still makes exactly. zero brackets. I think, I think bracketology will be fun. I mean, you can just, like, see records and stuff. Okay, It's yeah. just like NCAA of double March Madness. Like, true. you don't know the 16th seed. Yeah, true. I don't know, like, St. Christian Thompson University. Like, like Loyola. Playing, yeah, like, Loyola, Chicago. Um... And if we get it right, we can say if we have more hockey knowledge than Nate. Oh, that is true. true. And mm. that'd be kind of funny. We can say we're better at hockey than Nate, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, in the coming <laughs> weeks, we'll do that if we have, like, a slower week coming up, sports-wise, which, you know. Which is likely. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, no sports. But, yeah, so hockey's coming back, and they're supposed to be doing hub cities. And, you know, the NBA was kind of rumored to do this. Um, And, like, the NBA is gonna, probably going to do Disney. But the 10 um hub cities... Some of the bigger ones are like Vegas, Toronto, Chicago, L.A. And, I mean, I think that makes sense. It seems like the hub city idea is kind of the way to go. It limits traveling. Yeah. Um, since there's going to be no fans, I think it'll be like – because I was kind of wondering like, oh, well, I mean, you're basically playing like an away team's um, like stadium. Do you think like even with no fans, do you think the home team still has an advantage? I mean, just in sports in general. No. I mean, it kind of depends, honestly, like, what they end up going with. Like, I've heard some ideas, like, this isn't hockey, but NBA, like, they're talking about having the, like, main guy who plays audio inside the arenas for what would be considered the quote-unquote home team. Like, having him play the noise, so, like, he would play the crowd noise for, like, defense and, like, the music yeah. and stuff. Um, I It might... But I don't think it'll make a big I think it's, difference to impact the game. I think yeah, it's I like agree. so. I think it'll make it cool for fans watching, but I don't think it'll impact the game. As a person who played sports and has like played in his home rink and then like away rinks, 
I think it's actually kind of cool playing in away ranks, but I definitely do have a better level of comfortableness in my home rank. But I agree with you, like, it's it's not, like, a significant change. I just think it's, I think just think it's interesting, and it might be an advantage for these players to, you know, be in the locker room. They know the best, you know, have right. all their own training equipment and use their own stuff. So, I don't know. I think that'll be kind of interesting to see. But, it, yeah, it is pretty interesting to see, like, the NHL yeah. was super fast at this. I think oh. that's something that was really interesting. Like, Can we also just talk about for a second how, like, ESPN's gotten so desperate that Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman were arguing whether one or two locations is better for NBA playoffs? Yeah, but those two will also just argue anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they, I, I will, they will argue what color the sky yeah, is. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I hate ESPN first take. It's actually more of a burgundy, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I do think it's interesting that the NHL made a, a decision so fast, and the NBA is kind of like lingering. Yeah, I will say, yeah. I will say the NBA is like, I think uh, they're way more worried about how what their players will think because if the players don't like it, then fans will revolt. The NBA against it. athletes are a little bit more outspoken than yeah. players. So, but it still is like, I mean, the NF, the NHL was like that. And yeah. the NBA, they're like, we're, you know, there's so many things we can throw out one through sixteen seeds, with maybe group stages, which I still don't even understand. Because I'm an American, um, but like they, we've heard, we've heard so many <laughs> group stages. What are those? We've heard so, so many, uh, so many different like formats for what they could do, yeah. and we haven't gotten any conclusion on what's going to happen yet. So, Can somebody actually explain to me what a group stage is. I have tried. What a round robin is. Say that again. Do you know what a round robin is? I thought that's what you said, but I wasn't sure, and I have no clue what it is. Okay. I don't know where to begin on this. So, like, the NHL is doing, you know how, like, they're having the top four teams mm-hmm. play each other? Yeah. So, you play every team once, and then, like, they'll be, one team will have, like, the best record. Mm-hmm. So, that's how most ro- round robins work. So, okay. in the World, oh, okay. in the World Cup is a great example, because that's, right. like, the biggest round robin tournament. Um, they'll do a drawing of all the teams that qualify, and they'll just randomly draw them into different groups. And then the top two groups move on, or the top two teams move yeah, on. Yeah, because That's they're because cool. you don't have like a like a clear standing on who's better. It, because I think a round robin tournament is the best way to do a tournament because you don't have the length, like the longevity of like um a seven game series tournament where like every series is seven games or could go seven games. Uh-huh. You have the competitive like you don't have like the flaw like the fluke like there's no there's not like it's so hard to do an upset in a round robin because you play every team. Yeah. So, um, it makes the best teams win, and then you get into the single elimination, which is really fun to watch. It's interesting because I think it would add some validity to a championship. I'm talking NBA wise, that would you know is already going to have a huge asterisk by it, whether you think it's good or bad. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of having um, well, like in like it's the NBA is going to do series like regardless. No, they're gonna so, like, they're not gonna do group stage. Yeah, so they won't do group stage, but like in single elimination wise, yeah, I think round robin is the way to go. But like if you're already doing a series, I mean the good the better teams are usually gonna win. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so NHL is coming back. You know, sports that isn't Korean baseball and you know ESPN the Ocho. And I think uh, as far as we've we've talked about how basketball will be okay with no fans because basketball is known for you know just pick up and go. Um. And we've talked about how we think football will struggle a little bit without fans. Hockey is another one that's gonna do really yeah, well. because like hockey players are pretty much disconnected from the fans a little right. bit. Because yeah. they have the glass, and I mean, it's just not... It's, it's 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 a weird, like, double double meaning, because, like, hockey, they're actually known for, like, their environment and their fans, but also, the sport of hockey, like, they don't need fans. Like, it'll be good without fans. Yeah, it, it will be intense. It's playoff hockey, which is... Exactly. You know, I know you watched the playoffs last it year. It was great, yeah. You actually have... I think, I, was, I think your first experience watching hockey was the playoffs, and uh, I know you watched one regular season game with me in New Jersey, and... 
just as a as a base fan, could you tell a difference between the intensity? Yeah, no, I didn't like as I hockey is such a easy. That's why everybody loves hockey because like there's diehards, but there's also it's really easy to be casual because we exactly. went to that Devils game, uh, my favorite team. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're both huge Devils fans. Yeah. Whoa, you're not a Blues fan, Howard? No, sorry. I, I went to the Devils. Oh. I, I have to be a Devils fan now. Um, but no, because it was so fun. There was a fight in the first five minutes. I was like, yeah, it was awesome. And like, it went to overtime. They had a shootout. It was great. Um, and yeah, just, it, was like, it was like one of the best perfect like, Yeah, it was a perfect, perfect introduction. Like, yeah. But hockey is such a fun sport to just, just watch casually because it's so high action. It's so, so much going on. Yeah, constant so. pace. Hockey and basketball will will survive without fans. Yeah. I think, I think we so can too. agree Football on that. will be interesting, and we'll see if that actually happens, you know, when we get more news. But moving on, Patrick Mahomes, good segue to football. Boom. A monumental deal is in the works, and wow, the things it can change for the NFL. Caden? Um, I'm kind of worried Patty might be a part-time owner of the Chiefs after this. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Um. You get a yeah. 10% stake. Yeah. Well, no, just kidding about that. But I do think he's going to set a new high. I seriously think it'll starting point's going to be $45 million, at least in my opinion. Wow. 40, well, okay, so first 40. off, um, yeah. 45's a little much. We can talk about like the impact, and we've talked about it a little bit in the past, but I, like... Let's just go around and say um, a year projection. We don't have to talk about backloading front loading because that's kind of extra. Just give me a year projection and how much money. Go. So you said forty-five million a year. Oh, I, I took that back. So I'm oh, gonna okay. say five years, two hundred million dollars, with incentives and guarantees like we've how, never how much, seen how in much football. Would that be a year? I'm not in math mode. Right Forty now. million. Forty million. Okay, thank you. Uh, I, I'm not going to really give you a projection because I'm struggling with this so hard because it just is interesting to me. I think. This could be one of the first percentage of salary caps we see because yeah, really. because I just am I the only one thinking about the NFL's cap scenario that's going to hit in the next couple of years? They're it's not insane. they're not going to have fans. So mm-hmm. how as a Kansas City Chiefs, how are you going to pay the man if you're not getting any un- income? And right. you will, will, they'll be getting income from TV deals, but no fans. That's millions of dollars a year that you're just not going to be able to pay Mahomes or, you know, the rest of your team. So I just, I think there's no way they can't, if you're going to set a record-breaking deal, it has to be like, you got to be talking to Mahomes like, and I think he deserves every penny, but just the scenario, if we're in a real-life scenario, I'd give the man $50 million. I swear to God, I would. I would give him whatever he wants because he deserves it. But in this scenario, how do you not give him a percentage? Because then you pay him forty-five mil a year, and then two years, your salary cap is down twenty-six percent. Yeah, I know you were talking about the percentages a while ago, and I, I definitely agree with you. I think this would be a great time to implement that. It's like the perfect time because you've got to be talking to homes like, man, I don't know what our cap scenario is going to be, yeah. and it's hard to commit to forty-five to forty million a year. Yeah, when the salary cap can go down thirty, and then, million and then you're just going to have to cut every single player on the so, team. So, um, my um prediction for this is. An eight-year deal, I oh. think, and I'll get to the money aspect and like what you said, the salary cap dropping. But sign the man for—I mean, I'd say a life contract. I mean, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I, however I, long he wants to play, I would be willing to make that deal. I would say, as a football fan, Patrick Mahomes is the most talented player I've ever seen in my life, and I'm totally unbiased because I'm not a Chiefs fan. I'm—I—I I hate that he's in my conference, but that dude made the, the most lu- nice. He made the most ludicrous comebacks I've ever seen. He made some crazy throws the Chiefs should have lost that Super Bowl 
But when you have number 15 yep. on the field, they won it, and now he has a ring. They should have lost every game. I mean, he's yeah. actually played two years. I know he had, he's technically a three-year player, but he sat out. Um, he's got an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP, and, a, and um, a Super Bowl ring, and two years of playing. This guy is, in my prediction, going to go down as the greatest human being to ever touch a football. I am willing, I am comfortable to say that right now. Or maybe a ball. I mean, sports in general. Okay, you can't argue. I mean, that's, that's an sports is very hard. Impossible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you can't argue different sports. Uh, but the, in my opinion, I think Patrick Mahomes will be the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, and I'm comfortable saying that because of the success he's shown me already. I mean, and in my mind, eight years. That, I think it's, I think it's be like my actual prediction is seven, but I hope it's eight. Sign him for eight years. Give him forty-two million a year. Overall, be eight-year, three hundred thirty-six mil contract, but. Now it gets to the financial side of it. Like Talon said, the NFL is probably going to experience some salary cap drop off, and what I think it's going to be is I think they're going to talk to him because Patrick Mahomes seems to, seems to be a very smart guy about money. He has a bunch of endorsements. He doesn't need all the money right now. How I think it's going to work is going to be extremely backloaded. I think especially yeah. in the first couple of years they'll be like maybe mid thirties, maybe around thirty, and then later by like year seven, year eight, which he might drop off by then. But who knows? It's eight years down the road. It'll be closer to like 50, maybe like 52, 53. But in, if the NFL, once the NFL bounces back from the um, the COVID-19 kind of circumstances, the salary cap will keep increasing mm-hmm. and the 50 million will be pretty normal by then. So I think it's just going to be super backloaded and it'll be pretty team friendly, especially well, in the beginning. And there's precedent for this, right? Like there's been talks in the past, like the Aaron Donald deal. Um, they kind of talked about doing percentage for him. I know that really didn't work out like that. But you've seen, like, before teams have at least had these discussions with players. We've never seen a player like Mate, Patrick Mahomes. Are you serious? Oh Snapchatting. My gosh, Snapchatting. George wanted to say hi. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. He could just come down here. No, I didn't want to. Anyways, yeah. um, I, like, this guy has the, if you're, I was, uh, I was listening to, actually, as much as I hate First Take, I was listening to it this morning because there's nothing else to listen to. <laughs> and, I hate First Take so much. And, anyway, episode well, I, I like Max Kellerman. I think he spits some facts sometimes. Mm. Um, so, I'm so the most wrong on the show. You also say Kawhi is the best player in the league right now. But I'm I'm I like a guy who's willing to get in front of something and be wrong and stand by his wrongness. Right. Um. Then then someone who just says like, I think Patrick Mahomes is good. Like no shit. Um. Hmm. But they were ask they were saying can he be the Michael Jordan of football. And the and what Max was saying is the the Michael Jordan of football is you're clearly above everyone else, the the stats are above everyone else, and you win above everyone else, and that's the thing that like, like imagine Aaron Rodgers if you know because we think of Aaron Rodgers as ultimately talented. The eye test tells you he's really good. His stats for long time, not really right now, but for a long time have been amazing. Yeah. And but he just didn't win enough. And imagine if he won like five or six titles, yeah, like we valuable. would say, Aaron Rodgers is by far not even close to the greatest quarterback of all time. Patrick Mahomes, in his first two years, has has the stats: fifty he touchdowns. Has the success of Aaron Rodgers. He, he exactly in two years. And like that's literally seriously. If Patrick Mahomes retired in his third year in his NFL, basically second, he'd be a Hall of Famer. And before you say the Chiefs are a really cold team, that team has so many significant holes. The fact that they even made it to the AFC Championship is mind-boggling. I mean, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I God, you guys make fun of me for this every, every week when I talk about how we're going to do NFL analysis, but we'll get more into that. But a team with so many flaws should not be in the Super Bowl. They should not win the Super Bowl. I mean, their number one corner is Shave, 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 
Javarius. Thank you. CP1? Don't talk about my boy like that. <laughs> yeah, Kaden thinks he's elite. We have, like, an inner, like, argument that he's, like, amazing. Well, okay, I will say, to be fair, on the defensive side, Steve Spagnuolo did they, a really good They were job. well-rounded this year. He did really good job at covering up no, our holes they, on defense. Yeah. They they just did a decent job covering up the holes. But I'm saying like they're like like it's insane. It was better than last year. To, yeah, to your point, his first year they were awful on but defense. But when you score 50 points, it doesn't matter. Like exactly. I mean, they gave up like 34 points to the Texans. It didn't matter. They blew them out. And I will say though, to be fair, the Chiefs did end the season as a what top 10 defense, top 15. It was it statistically was high. they were good. Yeah, and, and they didn't start scoring a bunch until the playoffs. Anyways, a lot of credit does go to their coordinator, but. I mean, the fact that Mahomes carried them just throughout. No, it's, it's still a good point. The defense had a hot stretch, but there's still so many holes. And even on the offensive side, their offense is elite. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they're not elite, but there's significant holes. Like I mean, I mean, yeah, but look where the offense was with Alex Smith. That is the exact same offense. Yeah, exactly. The exact same core. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and they even, were a wild card team. even Kareem Hunt. And they I mean, were, okay, well, they won the division, but they played in the wild card round. Yeah, and, and they were it seemed like they couldn't up, get past up 21-3 and lost. And, and even... Before they're the farthest they ever got was a divisional round. That's the farthest they ever got with Alex Smith. And then they add all those weapons and they lose a wild card game. Add Patrick Mahomes, you are a pre-snap penalty away from, in my opinion, winning the Super Bowl. Back to back they would have, and then, and then the next year you win the Super Bowl in his second year. So it's yeah, we we can talk about Patrick Mahomes for days, but all in all, bottom line is this contract's gonna change a lot of things in the NFL yeah. and. We'll see how it affects like other QBs that are getting. Well, and here's the thing: he deserves it. I'll let you move on, but he deserves every penny of it. Oh yeah, yeah. No it's not like Dak, where it's like, mm, well, maybe, yeah. but I mean, and I, I'm I'm even with the side of Dak, but like, yeah, like you said, Patrick it's a no-brainer. You just pay him whatever he wants. Yeah. Next up, Bradley Beal. This guy balled out last year. I mean, Jesus Christ! I mean, he just scored fifty multiple times. I mean, just he didn't make the All Star team. I was just gonna say, I. I knew he isn't he mainly like a defensive option. I knew he started scoring a bunch last year, but no. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. He's always been a scoring shooting guard ever since Florida days. Well, his his first couple years in the NBA, he was more of just like a spot up shooter next mm-hmm. to John Wall. But last year and the year before that, he really rounded his game out to like driving and you know more of a more of a shot creating type of of offense. So, um, no, he uh, he didn't make the All Star team this year, which is. Yeah, it sucks that his elite talent is not being recognized because he's in Washington, maybe the most irrelevant team other than like the Suns. Yeah, maybe the honestly the probably the worst spot to be in in basketball right now. Yeah, their cap so situation. Apparently, he's not going to get traded, which I think is all bull. I think that's all BS. I think he's going to be traded this off season, um, unless they want to see John Wall if he can be something decent. That's the only reason I could see them. What, what was that? What was that look for? Sorry, like you had something moved over there. Sorry, keep going. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I think they might wait and see if John Wall can be half of what he was, and then they might have a little dynamic duo, especially since Bradley's just going off right now. But I still think he's going to be traded. That team is in no shape or form to win basketball games, and I don't think John Wall's going to come back. And his his value right now is as high as it probably will ever be. I mean, so um, first off, let's get you guys' takes on if he's going to be traded. I, I will say yes, but honestly, I'm not too confident because, as we've established, there's some really bad organizations in f- basketball, um, in a, any sport. But basketball, I feel like it, the good organizations, the Celtics, the uh, even the Warriors, the I can't, the Heat, 
they're always in it because their management is just impeccable. Um, but teams like the Wizards, like the Suns, like the Magic, you see that they're not they're not going anywhere because their management's so god awful. Um, so I just don't trust them to make a good decision. I think the good decision is trade Bradley Beal, get a bu- you could get a bunch of assets for Beal. Um, especially like we'll talk about his fit with other teams, but like the Nets who would trade away a bunch of picks in the future so they could build that team. Um, I think you trade him away now, but I just don't think that as a wizard, like as the wizards, they're saying most bad teams with two decent players like John Wall and Bradley Beal. Oh, we can make the playoffs. We can make some buzz. We can get some merch sales. You know, it's the business side of things really, really like dampens basketball as a whole. As we've seen, you know, like yeah. I, no one wants to see Beal scoring thirty points a game, and and his team is twelve and thirty six, right? Yeah. So, um, Kool Aid, what are your opinions on if he's gonna be traded? I mean, kind of just going off what Talon said, I kind of agree with him. Like, there's some organizations that just aren't as smart as others, and like their record the last like three or four years, even without John Wall, the last two hasn't. I mean, obviously, it hasn't been good without John Wall, but. Even with Bradley Beal having stepped up, he hasn't done much to help their record, so why not yeah, trade him? Yeah, I mean, that, that, he can't carry that team. And we know, like, the well. cap for this team is pretty brutal. Is the divisional, I don't, I can't remember, the semi, the con- the semi-conference finals, the second round of the playoffs, so, yeah. like, just um, blow it In up. my opinion, I think the Wizards are going to try to hold on for that little success they had a couple years ago when exactly. they're almost healthy. I think they see this as, like, Guys, this is our chance. Um, Bradley Beal's going off. Like, I, I just imagine them like being all cracked out. So yeah, so that was like, I, my cracked out voice. I was like, guys, <laughs> John Wall's coming back. Um, Bradley Beal can be elite. Oh, we're gonna win a chip. Like, I mean, but teams right, do that though. Right now, that's how I envision their front office. I'm like, I mean, I see it as is like, oh my god, we were kind of cold a couple years ago, and now we have Bradley Beal can go score 50 points. Like, I see them thinking that. Yeah. Granted, I think Bradley Beal. I okay. First off, I think John Wall's gonna come back and not be nearly the same. There's no way. And I think Bradley Beal will eventually request a trade and be traded. I don't think this year, though. I think maybe next year is early. I think what also hurts the tr- the trade possibility is that Beal and Wall are, like, really close. Yeah. And so they, they love each other. So I just feel like, as, like, as a friend, just, like, imagine as a friend. That'd be super awkward to just be like, hey, yeah. I'm dipping. And, and I'm so, sure John Wall would feel some way about that. Yeah, so... But in potential landing spots, I think the Knicks are obviously a huge one because, you know, the Knicks will do anything. Yeah, they're, they're always in, the, in play. Um, and, you know, they're in need of such a big star, and I think Bradley Beal would like going there because we've talked about this before on the podcast, the marketing opportunity to be in New York City. Um, and it doesn't seem like that, excuse me, that per- doesn't really have that much trade value, but I would love to see them maybe go after a guy like Bradley Is Beal. the Pacers. <laughs> no. Actually, Damn it. it's not. Even though, I mean, I would love to... Like maybe add like an elite score, but I love Victor. Lee I was waiting for it. Sorry, what was your team? Um, the Grizzlies actually. I think the Grizzlies um are kind of it's a curveball from like the grit and grind. Yeah, John aspect. Morant. You know, John Morant, Jaron Jackson, very fast league guys, and I think the only thing they're really missing from being a really great team right now is an elite score. John Morant's great, but John Morant's more of like a raw makes everyone better, like <clears> a, like a like a better version of Russell Westbrook team wise. Yeah. Team wise, don't don't clip this and say Nate thinks John Morant's better than Russell Westbrook. That's what I just heard. So, <laughs> team wise, and I think Bradley Beal would just be a great fit. You know, I think he's really entering his. I know he's a little bit older, but he's. I think he's entering his prime now. So the timeline. Oh yeah, no, too, for sure. I, the timeline wouldn't be too off, and he, he's only like twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, and like, and you know, who who knows? Maybe they can c- compete for stuff. They keep you know going in the right direction, but 
I think that'd be a great fit, and I there's other teams that um, are more likely, but fit wise, I think that'd be amazing. That's a really in, that's a curveball that I was not expecting, because uh, you think of. Uh, teams, that teams that are like that are, likely to are in like the this. championship bubble that they're like we need one more piece. Yeah. Um, I think that's really interesting though. I think it'd be really fun having John Morant and Bradley Beal play off each other. Um, I could also see the Pelicans just because the Pelicans are just really just. I just don't know what they would trade. Yeah, like, I don't know what they'd be willing to trade. I think Pelicans fans and NBA fans just love this team that they have now. Like yeah, Lonzo exactly, and exactly. Zion. Um, but I think Zion's ready to win now. I don't think Lonzo is yes, but I think he's taking steps every. Before the Slowly. NBA stopped, he, he was he was falling out a little bit. Yeah, but I think I, I only say this Pelicans take because of Brandon Ingram's growth. I think Brandon Ingram has hit his prime. Um, Talon, I know you, I know you've been wanting to talk about this. <laughs> Play TikTok audio. I, you know what? I'm glad you brought this up. I've been waiting a hot damn minute. I called something. that. Um, Talon actually did call Brandon Ingram success this year. Actually, almost. I mean, stat, I, stat. I I literally said before the year I said this man could average twenty seven points and for like half the year he averaged in twenty seven it came down to like twenty four point five but yeah so I think that was mostly because of Zion I think the Pelicans organization can maybe do a win now move just because of Brandon Ingram's success I'm not I'm not saying it's likely but that's another one I can that's see. a fun one that's a fun it, it, they're fun ones but maybe they'd be lit yeah Zion uh, and Bradley Veal that would be uh, sick Brandon Ingram that would be sick um. Yeah, that would be amazing value if you could get Lonzo for Beal. Like, I, I like honestly, like yeah, Lonzo would probably be in the deal. But Lonzo yeah. and some picks. That'd yeah. be. I think that'd Who be good. Knows? Um, next up we have our Lamella Ball rumors. So, apparently the Cavs just want to have five guards run the squad. Um, <laughs> and Andre Drummond apparently because you know they traded for him. That was yeah, what a weird thing to yeah, happen. That was a weird thing to happen. It's a weird trade deadline. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the rumors are that the Cavs are looking. For Lamella Ball, even at number one, because I think he's valued there. And I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, I think you jokingly said this earlier that he could play like small forward, and I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, but, defensively I mean, it would be do insane. You, do you think that's that's a real thing <clears throat> that the Cavs would do? Well, I think the Cavs are taking the mentality of just like, just keep trying to draft um, the best player at that position and just see if one pops. I think that's a really that's a really interesting philosophy that's been around for a long time in sports. Like a lot of football fans have said, if I was a GM, I would just draft quarterbacks every single year and then just see if one's amazing, mm-hmm. um, which is an interesting philosophy, but I think it doesn't work like that in basketball. And if they like if they like uh, LaMelo, then sure, but it just feels so... Then why would you draft Dar- Darius Garland or Colin Sexton if you didn't think that yeah. the, they were the guys? Yeah, I mean, at some point, you got to start building other huge flaws in your roster. Yeah, and... It didn't have the Darius Garland didn't have a really good year this year, which um, I mean that was expected. I mean, the dude played five college games. Yeah, I don't think I don't, I don't he's built really off his potential because he his potential yeah. is amazing. Yeah, I, I love exactly. him. Exactly. But um, Caden, what are your thoughts on the Cavs maybe drafting Lamelo Ball? I mean, I don't really know too much about him or what position he plays, so I feel like I don't really. He's just a super it. tall point guard, basically. Yeah, very skinny tall point guard. He's a lot like Lonzo. Where uh, honestly, I think his potential is way higher than Lonzo. Oh, for sure. Just because he could shoot. Yeah, and Lonzo can shoot now, but it's like he can't shoot off the dribble like Lamelo can. Yeah. Um. So, what, like, where do you? Where is your ideal landing spot? I think there's a couple. Uh, Suns would be amazing. Him and D Book would fit perfectly. Um, <clears throat> I think that'd be really interesting. Um, there's a lot of the teams in the lottery have point guards. Like the Kings have a point guard. I don't know. There's a lot of teams. I brought, here, I look, the, give me I, some, give me some names. Here, here's like the bottom five per conference. So like a lot, the bottom ten teams most likely. 
Um, you have Golden State, Minnesota, which I think Minnesota would be an amazing one. Because him and D'Lo could play up. Because D'Lo is more of a shooting yeah. guard. Um, Phoenix would be tough. The Spurs, that'd be a curveball. They're in the yeah, they're in the lottery, but I don't think it'll fall that far though. I mean, Spurs only have twenty seven wins. I mean, they could God maybe move damn. up some spots. Spurs were booty this year. Yeah, Demar Derozan is not that good. <sighs> Shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think it might be a fun one. Like you said, like the Kings, the Kings have twenty eight wins and like. But they I mean, are, they have D Fox though. They love him. Yeah, no, they're not drafting him. On the eastern side, you have like Cleveland, which I really hope they don't because I don't want to see him get sucked into the yeah hole Atlanta, of... which Atlanta <laughs> that would be interesting. It'd be a fun one, but team wise, is it the right decision? Because no, because Trey Young is so ball dominant that it just doesn't make any sense. I would love like a guy like James Wiseman. For yeah, Atlanta. like a big center, and then you have Collins for the four. Then you have a well. They also like... they drafted DeAndre Hunter though. Yeah, but like he's yeah he's I don't not... I don't really like him that much. Yeah, he's neither do I. I didn't like that pick to begin with. Honestly, the most ideal scenario for me, though, would have to be the Knicks. Yeah. The Ball family has always been in the lights. They love being in the lights. Amelo would love the publicity. True. I mean, just and it just makes sense. For the NBA-wise, like business-wise, Lonzo and the Lakers was amazing for them. The Lakers were not they they weren't terrible, but they won thirty seven games. And they but were in, they were in primetime games yeah. like every single week. I think that'd be great for the <clears> Knicks, and I feel like we all like anytime we talk about like a star going somewhere, we always say like the Knicks because. But even like needs to fill that like void. Lonzo was so hyped, but he doesn't have a flashy game. His game is like defense, yeah. really good pass. Lamelo has Lamelo's a so flashy. He has a beautiful game. His layups are like just so crafty. His shot is unique. I can just see him pulling up from. Not to like be the stereotype, but like he, I can see him pulling up from half court like he did in Chino Hills and just like hitting yeah. it in Madison Square Garden goes wild. Yeah, like, facts. That'd be fire. I think so, yeah, um, Nick great, but fit wise, Phoenix Suns would I'm, be. I'm really interested to see this lottery just because Lamelo Ball is a very interesting one because you almost get a <clears throat> phase of the franchise immediately because of the impact he'll bring. Yeah, my only problem with him is is work ethic because. Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, we've seen him since but he was I think twelve. The Australian league was really helpful for him. You know, dealing yeah. with professional athletes, maybe not being the star of the team. True. The I, I just don't know whether that was his work ethic or he just grew like seven inches. That like, does help. Like being tall does help. He's like six nine now. Yeah. Anyway, next up we have our top ten power forwards list, and this list isn't the most exciting one. Power forward isn't a very the middle position. Yeah. The middle is kind of tough, but there's some interesting guys to talk about and where they rank on this list. So. Starting it off, Kool-Aid, your number 10. So, for my number 10, I put Dennis Rodman. I feel like you kind of have to include him on this list just because, yeah. you know, he did win five rings, three of them with MJ, two of them with the Pistons. Um, the only reason I don't really have him higher is because his points per game is really gross at seven, which, like, obviously that wasn't his... That's not what he does, though. That yeah, that wasn't style. his job, and he averaged a lot of rebounds, but it, compared to everyone else on this list, it just wasn't there for me. Yeah. T-Dizzle, you're number 10. I also have Dennis Rodman. Um, so, yeah, he's a cold rebounder. I mean, one of the greatest rebounders of all time. Um, he's just tenacious. We, we all know that he uh, he provided The Last Dance some good, juicy content. Um, he, he provides the world with some juicy content. Yeah, so, I mean, he you know. He married himself. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah, he married himself, um, so. My number 10 is not an exciting one. Dolph Shays. I know nothing about him. I mm. know he played for the Nets, and he averaged like 18 and 12 for his career, which he's just one of those guys, those other guys that you just have to put on the list. So my number 10, Dolph Shays. Kool-Aid, number nine. Uh, Pau Gasol. Um, oh, I forgot about Pau Gasol. You idiot. Even I have Pau Gasol Damn. on the list, and I'm not the NBA. And I'm a Lakers so. fan. 
I, I don't have Paul on my list. Disrespect, Talon. Um, I have him on here at nine because, you know, he won two championships, had a uh, legit chance to win the finals MVP in 2010. Um, he also outplayed Dwight in 2009. Yes. Facts. Bring the facts, Caden. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. I'll, I guess I'll, I'm still content with Powell not being on my list, but my number nine is Kevin McHale. Um, not much to say about him. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, Boring. it's it's old white dude. Uh, let me just say one thing about him. He's a dookie NBA coach. Yeah, my number nine, Dennis Rodman. You guys kind of talked about it. I think I I value him a little bit more just because he was such a great team fit. Yeah, and like he helps like when he win. The best guy to pair with anyone. I mean, the dude was so selfless and just was so good at doing his Just role. him and Jordan on the one team. The greatest player of all time. Like, him and Jordan in one gym is so much, like, energy. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, like, yeah, so much... super competitive, too. I know, yeah, so... Um, yeah, so, Kool-Aid, you're Ocho. So, for my number eight, I have Elvin Hayes, if that's how you say it. Again, yeah. don't know this guy, um, but I read up online that he played well on both ends of the floor. Um, averaging 21 points per game is actually pretty good. God, yeah, and that's nice. Having two blocks... For his whole career, I mean. Um, and got a championship, so. Damn, two blocks is really good for your career. Um, my number eight is C-Webb, Chris Webber. Um, yes, sir. They probably actually would have won the championship if it wasn't for Game 6, 2001 Western Conference Finals. We all know that, where the Lakers uh, screwed the Kings, or really just the refs screwed the Kings out of a out of a finals appearance, and they probably would have won. Um, so, you know, he averaged, what, 21 points a game for his career, here, let me pull it up. Yeah, twenty-one points per game, almost ten boards. Yeah, so I mean the career like four assists, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, that I mean, team was that team was also just really good at passing the ball. Yeah, no, they were they were they were a fun team. Uh, his his career stats are there, and he was a winner for a small period of time. So he's a part of the Fab Five, which is pretty dope. Yeah, so that's more of just like he's a, also my he's also my number um eight, right? Yeah, my yep. number eight. Yeah, see, Webb's pretty tough. I mean, Tom pretty much said it. Just a great scorer on a good team. Yeah, I mean, I I, and was, I, I really loved his um, playmaking four ability before like a, like a really athletic skill like skillful four was like a thing. Also, he's cussed like four times on national broadcast, accidentally, which I feel like is good content. That's good funny. content. My number seven is Kevin McHale. Um, Tom Boo. didn't go into too much detail. You know, the guy did win three championships, but you can't really put him much higher because he didn't win any type of MVP hardware, either regular season or final. So, but oh, that's boy. about it for the old Celtics white guys with stereotypical. Oh, God, lists. they're just I can't invading wait. our list. <laughs> they're all over the place. <laughs> Get them out of here, please. Um, Talon, you're number seven. My number seven is Elvin Hayes. Not much to add. He was a he's a beast. Um, and My he was also cool. Elvin Hayes. I mean, this dude's style line is just gross for his career. 21 points a game, 12 and a half boards. And we've talked about this. Career stats are really, like, should be really valued because that's such a hard thing to, like, just Because you gotta, you gotta take into an account that, like, your rookie year, you're probably gonna average low points. Yeah, you know, like, like, like in your prime. the late great Kobe averaged, like, 8 points a game his rookie year, right? And, yeah. And so that's why it's so impressive when you see dudes... Like, it usually takes to the lat. Like, Luka Doncic has, even Trey, both Luka and Trey, um, Trey averaged, like, 12 points a game his rookie year. You know, he was off, not really great, but then took just that one year, and then he averages, like, 30. So, yeah. so speaking of career stats that matter, 
Um, this was probably the guy I had the most fun researching on this whole list. My number six is Bob Pettit. Yeah, Caden's yeah, also the biggest Bob Pettit fan in the world Dude, now. He's, like, he's, like, he's in Cup of Cherries. I didn't even know who this guy was until today, but reading up on him, his MVP season, guys, he's averaged 31 points per game and 20 rebounds per game in the 50s. That's that's wild. That is wild. <laughs> and Yeah, that's great and all, but that last the little thing you said is what devalues it. It was in the 50s. That's fair, but still 31 points. Yeah, no, it's, def- it's definitely impressive. He's actually, um, I know it's out of order, but he's my number six as well. I mean, the dude is a beast. It's just hard to rank those old guys like any yeah. higher than that. But like you said, for his time, he was extremely elite. Right, yeah. Um, t- Talon, what's your number six? Sorry. Um, I was looking at his stats. <laughs> I was really intrigued. My number six, god damn it, I'm pulling out of it. I'm sorry. My number six is also Bob Pettit. Okay, so cool. Bob Pettit's dope. We love Bob Pettit. He's okay. the only old white guy that I've like looked up and been like, you know what? He was cold. Yeah, he was cold. Good job, Bob. Yeah, the, yeah. the only old Kate white also man. Also going on Amazon to find a Bob Pettit jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Signed. He's gonna he's gonna rep in next podcast. Like, <laughs> um, cool lady, what's your cinco? So my number five is Charles Barkley. That might be a little bit of a hot take. Um. I just I feel like you have to put him this low. I know his career stats are great. Obviously, he's one of the more iconic players in the 90s. But just never being able to get past Jordan or even after Jordan left, never being able to win a chip just brings him down a couple tiers for me. Sure, he was on that uh, potential super team Rockets, and they did not win. Yeah. It was him uh, and Scotty and uh, Drexler. What a weird team. Um, I have him. I also have him at number five. Um, he just he's balled out. Made the finals. Uh, if you actually, I wa- I uh, saw some clips of the Western Conference game that got them into the finals, mm-hmm. and like I just, it's he was so fast. Like everyone knows him as like this fat dude that like, yeah. Wa- his, if if you watch his highlights, this dude was like a fast point point forward. Yeah, his media um kind of self definitely devalues like his player a little yeah, bit. Yeah, dude, he's a beast. Same like Paul Pierce a little bit cuz he's just so dumb. Yeah, yeah, he's stupid. Um but the but the game that sent them to the finals to play Jordan, he had like 40 and 20. Yeah, like this dude was a beast. He's also my number 5 Sir Charles. I mean, Charles. N- enough said. Yeah. Uh Kool-Aid number 4. Um I put Kevin Garnett here. I think you guys had him a little higher. Damn. So um, ah, him and Dirk, ouch. if you kind of look at their stats a little bit, they're pretty close. They both have one ring. Um, I just have him behind Dirk, which, spoiler for my number three, um, but I have him behind Dirk because he didn't play with the same team his whole career, and I don't even think he won the championship with the same team that he w- that he won MVP with earlier in his career. No, he didn't. Right? He played with the Timberwolves as early, in, early in his career, won the MVP, but they did not win the championship. They yeah, because didn't he win? The Celtics. Yeah, yeah. that was like the big three, too, so that was even a super team. Yeah, it was About. a it was the first super team of the modern era for sure. Yeah, or the one that like they formed together. Yeah. Um, I my number four is Carl Malone. Um, this dude, just a stat beast. Stat I mean, beast, I mean, here, let me let me pull it up here. Uh, you can. He's just. He's also my number four, so I'll kind of give my take while Talon, you know, does his. No, no, I got it. Okay, I got the I got the stats. <laughs> okay, got the stats. He's a average twenty five points a game, ten rebounds for his career. What uh, one and a half steals. Um, not even a block per game for his full career, which is kind of surprising. But all in all, beast. Him and John Stockton. He, he, he wasn't really that tall, though, so the blocks isn't that surprising. This dude was a yeah. beast, Um, and I don't want to discredit him. It's like, like, I mean, because he's my number four. And honestly, the chip is the only thing that holds him back. Because honestly, and if, he's, if, if he had one ring, I think you could almost really make a case against Tim Duncan. But it's the team success. Bro. 
one against five. Okay, just the stats. <laughs> the stats really help, and I just think if you, if he had that one little bonus of just winning, I think you could bump him a little bit more, but not not against Timmy. I don't know. I, I think you can make a case for it. But well, I feel I, like you'd have to be your guys' number two at least to be up against Timmy. Yeah, like but he like could, the one ring, it just adds so much value because like he just never won. Yeah. And he True. was like, I can't remember. He was so good for so long, but he just never won. He's so it's hard to put him over these guys that led their teams. And he's second all time scoring, which is such a weird, like he. Yeah. So like, uh, like in my list, I mean, I have like KG and Dirk left, obviously, and I mean they have one ring. Right. So like. It's just the one ring. He could make the case so for two or three. This I don't, whole I don't list think. is kind of weird because it's not necessarily like winners, in my opinion. Like I feel like the last few lists we've kind of done, it's more like these, these guys, guys have won have, like two, yeah. three, yeah. four chips. Yeah. This one's like, oh, this guy has one chip. He's his number three. Yeah. Okay. Um. Cool lady number three. Uh, my number three is Dirk. Um. I think he's like one of. Damn. I know. I no. know. I no. think he's just one of the ultimate franchise guys. He played on the same team for his whole career. Basically did the we'll same thing as Kevin, but, I mean, he stayed with the Mavs the whole time. I just Dirk respected a little more than KG. LeBron. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's, that, Dirk there's that the, too. Dirk. That's why he's better. Okay, okay, okay. Because Carl, Carl okay. doing shit. Okay, if I had to redo this list, I might move Carl down no, a couple stand, notches. No, stand by your shit. Stand no, I'm standing by it. I'm just saying. If I redid it, <laughs> okay. I would rethink Okay, okay. <laughs> let, me, let me give you my three. I will... I have Kevin Garnett at three. He's also my. I favorite. will give him. Yeah, we'll just give him his respect real quick. One an MVP, one a title. Not in the same. His title is not as valuable as Dirk He's, because he was on a way better. Team. I don't. Do you have his defensive player of the years? Um, I I don't know. I but, do not. I think they were earlier in his career. Though, yeah, right? I yeah, think he was a super athletic beast. Yeah, he he was a beast. Uh, later, you know, I, he's he's yeah, a beast. We're not talking about his time on the Nets, though. Yeah, see that. Mm, hey, you guys that, remember when we said this was gonna be like a lame list, but now we're like getting into arguments. It, okay, okay, now no 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 no. It, it was lame. Like now. talking about like uh, Dolph Shays. So yeah, so you're yeah. so you're Kevin. Uh, number two is Kevin Garnett, right? No, Kevin Garnett's my number four. Oh wait, who's your who's your two? Carmelo. Carmelo. Oh yeah, dude. No. What a weird. Carl so, Malone. I just. Like you said, second in points all time, two-time MVP. I know he didn't get the championship, but he averaged a double-double for his whole career, averaged 25 points per game, like Talon said. The dude was a beast. Um, yeah. Okay, here. Let me let me, let me, let me get the Dirk, because I, I got some stuff to lay out here. Wait, where's your Dirk? Dirk's number two. Dirk's also number two. Easy, Interesting. E- he's an easy number two. Let me, let me tell you why. There's two players in NBA history to ever win a championship without a clear star beside them. One is Hakeem Olajuwon, and the other one is Dirk Nowitzki. Think about think about the team that he rolled out against LeBron James, Kidd, LeBron Jason James, Kidd. Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh, the newly formed team. <laughs> they held LeBron to his that's his one that is LeBron's one thing where you're like, damn, he. I I don't know if I could put him as the greatest player of all time for that, um, and I don't agree with it, but a lot of people do. He won a chip without anybody, a real clear one beside him. It was just a bunch of solid pieces just kind of fit around him. The one thing in his career, he also, you know, three-pointer, he innovated. I mean, his scoring ability was insane. I mean, I think, to me, in my eyes, he had the second most unguardable move in NBA history. Yeah. I think think number one one was Kareem's skyhook. Mm-hmm. And number two of all time is probably Dirk's favorite. Yeah, away. seven foot one dude shooting over you. There's not much you can do. Um, the one thing he was not a big defensive guy, as we know, most 
Sorry Which to stereotype. Weird for his size. Sorry to stereotype, but most European basketball players aren't defensive guys. Let's be honest, because um, they're white. Um, <laughs> and the one thing that is a stain on Dirk's career is he has one of the only one to eight, um, uh, one seed to eight seed losses. The we believe Warriors, baby. Yeah, the We Believe Warriors beat the Dallas Mavericks as they were the one seed. Dirk got yes. the MVP that year. That that that's the point I was gonna bring up. The one thing that yeah Dirk brings brings Dirk a little bit down for me too is like that next year after he won his title it's like the thing that MJ said after his fifth ring it's like you have the right to defend your title until someone takes it from you and Dirk gave it up in the first round he was like we're done yeah he so basically through I mean he didn't throw but yeah I, I just think that one ring like we all know that, that one ring has so much value yeah like right. the KD rings the Warriors rings yeah. don't mean they mean like half a ring even if that and the and the heat rings. Dirk's ring in my eyes is like three rings. Yeah, because LeBron's Cavs ring, everyone was like, man, that was that one ring is so it's so big for his career. Like the the one in the ones in Miami were good, but they weren't. The Cavs ring meant so much for his his. Yeah. It, it could have meant four Heat rings or not as much as that one Cavs ring. And that one ring where they beat LeBron, like the new the most hated team of all time in basketball history at that point. But little did we know the fucking Warriors would be a thing. But <laughs> Dirk, Dirk beat that one hated team, and that's what he brings up to number two. And then our finally our number one. We don't have to linger on it. Tammy D. America runs on Duncan. Shit ton of rings. Shit ton of points. Great career. He's overall. probably the most underrated basketball player of all time. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'd definitely agree. fair. I mean, just his accolades, what he did for so long, and how well he did it. I mean, he's just not. He's just overlooked because he's a little bit. He's boring. he's so boring. To your like, point, I hate watching him. To your point, whenever you said he was underrated, I've always heard like because you guys know, like I'm into basketball, but I yeah. started watching it, watching it till probably about up to two years ago. Not a nerd. And, like I've definitely heard of Tim Duncan, but I never realized how amazing this dude was until I started like looking into him and learning more. And like same thing as Dirk, like he stayed with the same team, and I know that was like a juggernaut of a team, but. Still, yeah, he. I will say he did get pretty lucky with having Greg Popovich, and when he got drafted, he had David Robinson beside him, and then throughout his career, he had Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Kawhi at the end of his, uh, at the end of his career. So all the studs. <laughs> so, but to be fair, I'm sure Tim Duncan had a part in and making he was leading them. those. Teams. Yeah, and I can't wait. For, I can't wait to see his coaching career. Yeah, because I mean he's gonna coach. Yeah, he's already one and zero, baby. One and zero. Yeah. So, um, bottom line. Easy, let easy me just, let me just go down his accolades real quick. He okay, has okay. two MVPs back to back. By the way, again, imagine we know how boring he is. It's really hard to vote for him for MVP. So he he had to have had amazing years because it's easy to give like Steph an MVP because it's so flashy. So he won back to back MVPs, five titles, and without Ray Allen, he would have been six and zero in the finals. He would have been the only one with Michael Jordan to be six and zero without yeah. Ray Allen's shot. Assuming they win the next year. Um, he won a couple defensive player of the years, I'm pretty sure. And, you know, just was same team for 20 years. Beast. Easy one. And yeah. Also so boring to watch, though. For yeah. real, I can't. So we got centers next week, right? Next week, centers. And then the week after that, I'm not, I mean, it's yeah, top 10 of all time, but it's basically... That one might be MJ a little longer. MJ versus LeBron. That's yeah. gonna tie to love it. We gotta get some clickbait out yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm I'm really excited for that one because we don't have Dolph Shays out there. We don't have Kevin McHale's on that list. 
the hey, ten best dudes to ever touch a basketball. I'll give you guys about. a spoiler. Number twenty three is my number one and number two. Ha ha ha! Okay, Caden, <laughs> uh, you got the tier maker pulled up. Yeah, I got it pulled up. This so, week, NFL fan bases. Caden, one of the tiers. So. At the top, we got GOAT fans. You know, we're only going to have one of those because there's only one true GOAT in any sport. We know this. Second off, we got great for the second tier. Third tier, we got good fans. Fourth tier, we got eh fans. And then fifth tier, we have Bill O'Brien fans. For all you Texans fans out there, we are so sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. <laughs> not Colts fan? <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> um, okay, so what's the first one? So we got the Dallas Cowboys for the first one. Ooh. <laughs> this is actually a hot one to start <laughs> yeah. with. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's definitely uh, an interesting one to start. Yeah. Um, man, okay, so there's definitely a lot. So you got to give them value for the amount. America's team. True. But then they definitely get devalued because they're all a bunch of assholes. And they're just dumb. They're all so, not very smart. It's a bandwagon team, too, if yeah, we're being I'd honest. Say, yeah. eh. I love LeBron, yeah. but he definitely bandwagon the Cowboys. He's a Cowboys fan. Yeah. So we got them in eh. Yeah, so we go eh. On eh. to the New York Giants. <laughs> if you don't know, we have a very close oh, friend who is. Uh, New York Giants fans are kind of gross. Well, they're not loyal at all. Yeah, no one in New York loyal. is loyal. They're not loyal, and they don't have a very prominent following. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, without Eli Manning's two titles, that franchise okay. is not. Yeah, so, let's and, go. Yeah. Right. So up next, we got the New York Jets. Okay, if you put the Giants there, then we have to put the Jets at Bill O'Brien. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. There's not there's not much to it. So, up next we got the New Orleans Saints. I would goated, say these are great. fans. Not I I know we're not going to do Well, goated, okay, yeah. But I'm just saying in general, those fans are so passionate. They love their city. They love their team. Great fans. For sure. Yeah. Nate, this one's going to hit home for you. We got the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, hold on. I'm glad you brought this up. I've been waiting to talk about this for a hot minute. Damn. Oh boy. Um people were okay, so I know everyone saw the Andrew Luck booing scenario. That that does not reflect Colts fans. We are very loyal. We love our squad more than anything else in the entire world. That situation was just everyone finding out that their franchise quarterback was just dipping. And any NFL franchise, any NFL franchise, like their fans would do the exact same. If you if you had a preseason game midway, Patty said he's retiring. You'd be very upset. Patty's a little different. I will, I will say though, I'm Andrew Andrew Luck to, is that guy though. I'm, no, I'm trying guy. to relate it to you guys yeah, and like your part. Fair. You would feel the same. That's fair. So do not discredit Colton from booing. We have a lot of love for Andrew Luck, and we definitely especially like that situation. far into the preseason. Right? Yeah, it was the third. It was the third week. It was two weeks before the fucking season. <laughs> yeah, and dude said, actually, sorry. I feel like good fans. I know you want to put them at great. I'll accept but that. But they're great fans. Good fans. They're, yeah. they're, good. they're great okay. fans. Good fans. I want y'all to know that. All right. So we got the Tennessee Titans, the Mike Vrabel cutters. So they're not very prominent. They're not a huge following. But I do love their tradition of the walking across the bridge, the drum line. Yeah. I do think they really are passionate about their fans. I'd, I'd, I'd say, say good. Good. Yeah, good. good fans. fans are definitely better on jaw. Yeah. I also yeah. agree. That's fair. All right. So. Probably one of the most tortured fan bases in sports over the last two years. Browns? Up next, we got the Chicago Bears. Oh, Bears. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is a hard one because they're super loyal. They love their team more than anything, and there's a big following, but they're harsh. They boo them all the <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, they are no, harsh they hate fans. their team. I truly believe they hate their team. <laughs> so, okay. They hate them because they love them, though. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that hate that you love, but it's so, it, as a player, it'd be so demoralizing to hear your own team boo you, so I can't fuck with that. So good. Eh. As a, I, I would say they've stuck through so much. Though. I'd say Listen, good. That was a counter. You're a player. 
okay, and you're trying your hardest, you're trying to play the game that you've been playing for years, you've been putting your heart and soul on the field, and then a three and out happens and you get booed off. Uh, over a three and out. I couldn't fuck with that. I will say for... I love how loyal they are, but that 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 just is so much discredit in my I'd eyes. I'd almost say for the loyalty, you have to put them at good. Yeah. Just you, for how much they've I'm, stuck I'm through with that, Mitchell Trubisky. As like in a player's eyes. Yeah. No, I agree with you. So, mm-hmm. But we'll put them at good. Good, yeah. Okay. All right, so Dolphins, do we need to have a discussion about this one, or can I just go ahead and put it in Bill O'Brien? Bill O'Brien. Don't you, yeah. they, don't, they don't show up. There was five Miami, the in general, other than the Heat, because of LeBron, is a terrible sports like spot. Exactly. So, next, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. I won't put them at GOAT yet. We can put them at great for now. We can have well, a little discussion. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll decide GOAT later. Yo, but remember when Chiefs fans uh, cheered for Matt Castle getting injured? But, you know, no one's like to, no one that likes to bring that up. That was a long time ago. We're not the same. <laughs> no one likes to bring <laughs> that one up. <laughs> no, they're great fans, though. Yeah, it's, a, it's a non-Chiefs fan. Um, Chiefs fans, you know, they, they're really nice, I will say. Um, but that's, you know, Midwestern vibes. Right. Um, great food, great tailgating, very passionate. Oh, yeah. Gotta love the, the same environment. Now, we have chilling. we have a such huge bias since that. Those are the only football games I've ever been to. But even, like, other, other like, national media knows Kansas City as you go there, you get good vibes, good good barbecue the tailgating is everyone's your best friend everyone's I, your I, best friend yeah i think cheese fans are pretty pretty great and the two we have in the stadium yeah. the the arrowhead shot might not have been original and, you know talking about loyalty that's about as loyal as it gets i mean there definitely was some impatience with matt castle i mean they did cheer. we had some dark times in the late 2000s i mean yeah i will say i was at the tennessee chiefs game where they blew a 21-3 lead and uh walking out of that stadium oh. Dude, I just beer crushed beer cans being thrown on the ground. She's saying pretty passionate. People in, saying F Alex Smith, and I was just like, oh, I want to get it, out of here. It's the playoffs pent up since the '90s thing. But they do show up next season, just ready to get their heart crushed again. I will say the difference between losing oh, to the Titans in the what was it divisional round it was, or wild card? It was, it was wild um, card. And how angry they got versus when we lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game and everybody was just in shock and yeah, it wasn't mad or that, anything. See, the, the wild card was like so demoralizing because it was like we couldn't even make it yeah, past so the, the first round. Yeah, they're round. great fans. Uh, next up, what we got? Um, we have the Arizona Cardinals. I would say eh, because they're not. They still show up. I'd say eh. They still show up. They're gonna be. They're gonna have a lot of fans this year, but yeah. it's gonna be all bandwagons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our last category team, Chargers. We might have to make a new one for them, guys. Bill O'Brien, but like the lowest. Okay, lowest whoa, whoa, whoa. okay, well, I will stick up for Chargers fan here. San Diego Chargers fans oh, are great fans. Totally. Yes, they should never have left. They're stupid. It's not. It's not their fault because they. It's not like. Their Chargers fans aren't living in Los Angeles. That's fair. So I feel like we can't put them, Bill Byron, because they're actually great fans. They're just they just are not where they're supposed to be. It, it doesn't I'd say matter. Bill O'Brien for it, okay. just how many show. Like, dude. Okay, the Steelers game last year that was bad. I Los Angeles Chargers fans are Bill O'Brien, but I'm just gonna stick up for them a little bit. San Diego Chargers fans that's, are great fans. Fair. Well, considering so, the San Diego Chargers don't exist anymore, it's okay. Hard yeah, I know, I know. But I, know. I, I, I get what you're saying. They're very good. Fans. I just feel like they needed respect. We Bill couldn't Ryan. just crap on them. Chargers so, fans suck. We got the, <laughs> again, one of the most tortured fan bases, Atlanta Falcons, twenty-eight-three. I'd say okay. Yeah, they're okay. Yeah, there's nothing that. Like, well, actually, I, no. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna put so them good Ed, I, because Atlanta reps hard. Okay. Oh, then we, I say eh. Atlanta reps Atlanta hard, Atlanta reps their basketball team way harder than their football team. Yeah, but there's... Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. You're so right. Man. You're right. 
Um, this is gonna be an interesting one. New England Patriots. Okay, <sighs> very loyal. A lot of love for their team. It's easy to be biggest, loyal. Biggest assholes in the world. Put them in Bill O'Brien right now because of how much of a show they all are I'll agree about with their that. squad. Dude, whenever, like... And I love a buddy, buddy of ours, Hayden Cole. Super nice guy, knows sports, great guy. Mm-hmm. But he's a fucking Patriots fan, <laughs> and oh my god, he's the most annoying person I know when it comes to football. I so think we just lost a listener. If he listens, <laughs> I, I don't actually know, but... If, if, if Hayden Cole, if you're listening to this, you're a great guy and cold to basketball. Love you, but fuck you for being a Pats fan. Well, I will say, whenever the Chiefs have played them the last few times, they've had some encounters with their fans too. Like, oh yeah, Brittany, they like went after her, which is Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend. And, if you don't know. And okay, to be fair, Boston fans have a lot of confidence. Their teams are great. Their teams all win. <laughs> That's fair. So I, I get why they're so self. And and Boston's already like such a prideful very, yeah, very, city. A lot of pride. But yeah, you guys are assholes. Next up. <laughs> well, so no, yeah, you, you go. Something? Well, I was just gonna talk about the other encounter where Tyree Kill scored a touchdown. Yeah, they like threw, threw beer in his face. Yeah. Like, dude, that's so total terrible. move. But anyways, we got the Green Bay Packers. I would put them at great, great. personally. Great, easy. yeah, that's yeah. An easy. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads, man. They're loyal, right. man. So this one's kind of interesting. The Baltimore Ravens. I say good. Good. That's fair. Yeah. They also don't have a lot going on in Baltimore, so it's easy to. Yeah. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Bucks. <sighs> I don't think they're as bad as the Dolphins because, like, I mean, the Dolphins had so little attendance. Yeah, because you're about. To, it's hard to judge them because you're about. You're about to get a bunch of bandwagoners. That's so, fair. but yeah. yeah. So we got the Vikings up next. Oh, great. Yeah. Also great, great. fans. Yeah. So passionate. Interesting. R- really, I mean, do you know I was gonna say good, but no, 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 bro, they're great. I didn't know they had that great of a fan base, but well, watch one of their games, bro. It's chilling, chilling. Wait, because you think about the Chiefs Vikings game this year, it was this was the that's first true. time in Arrowhead where we were like, we're getting out fanned. Well, that's that is a great point now, and that's gonna go great when we talk about our goaded conversation because yeah, I, I remember watching that game and I'm like, wow, the Vikings fans are like. To really kind of like prominent. Like, I will be, present. I will say to be fair, a very long time ago, the Vikings used to come down to St. Joe and practice against the Chiefs every year for training camp. So okay, that's well, kind of why. Yeah, a very long time ago. That doesn't add. I mean, that's that's the most like outnumbered game I've seen in a long time because of how fans. good their fans are, bro. It's an eight-hour no, drive. They have you, fire you know fans. those dudes said eight hours. Fuck it. I'll be. I mean, I'll pregame on the way. It's easy. Okay, so next up we got uh, Los Angeles Rams. That's hard because the Rams in general. Because again, never, they're in Saint. Th- their fans are in St. Louis. But they've never had a consistent fan base anywhere. Anywhere they were. True. I mean, they won a Super Bowl in St. Louis, and I mean, they left twenty years later because they just didn't really care. Granted, their stadium was shit. It was not a very good, great situation. Yeah. But I'd yeah. say good just for. Nah. Do you remember that one game? La- it wasn't last year. A couple of years ago, it was Chiefs Rams. Like how many of their fans showed up? I did not see a single Chiefs jersey in the stands. No. I'd say. Tell you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Duh. The, well, the game. We all know the game. I think game. they do have fans. I just think it's been... It was a rough season for them last year. Eh. Eh. I don't know. Eh. But, yeah, they're in L.A. I mean, people are going to show up. Yeah, exactly. Um. Well, actually, you say that, but... Chargers. <laughs> they also play in a soccer stadium, so... Yeah. So, up next, we got the only other NFL stadium I personally have ever been to, Denver Broncos. And and fans seem pretty fans. chill. Yeah. No, I, 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 I say. Are you saying great? Great fans. As a Chiefs fan, um, 
I we can, we'll talk about the Raiders later. But I just I like I despise the Raiders. They're just gross to me. Broncos fans, I have a like I have a respectful hate for them. Like I'm yeah. like you guys. Yeah, they seem very loyal. Yeah, I'm like they're they're not. They don't really trash. I don't have to bend them, but like just from social media interaction, like they don't trash talk. They don't. They're very unbiased. Great fans. Well. And, you know, I probably looked like a very Bill O'Brien Chiefs fan while I was in Denver because <laughs> I was the one waving bye to them after I lost to Batmore because that was the game I decided to go to. Um, but, no, everyone there was super nice, and, like, they actually have a really cool stadium. So I had a great experience there with their fans. Yeah. Next up? Um, Bengals. I'd say eh, just because they still show up and no, their don't. team's terrible. They had, like, a 70% occupancy. That's – I mean, it's hard to say, like, that's – bad but i mean i think they were i think they're actually actually i saw the did y'all did you guys see the video on cbs sports of the dude that uh camped up at the top of his house until the Bengals won a game yeah <laughs> so that that's, that's smart you gotta give them respect for that franchise. there's so much wrong with them I it's mean, like it's you can't even dog on the fan base because it's not yeah. like I'll there's not a. much to be had I'll say to be a Bengals fan. So Pittsburgh Steelers, I'd say great. Also great, but super well, those annoying. roots run so deep. Yeah, they're great, but super, they're annoying. super annoying. But they're just greatness overlooks. They're super annoying. Yeah, right. unlike the Patriots, they're just that annoying. So <laughs> Seattle Seahawks up next. Great, great. Yeah, that's great. gonna be goat conversation. Their arena is also sick. Yes, but it's also built to make noise. We'll talk about. I that. will say though, the only thing they're that holds cheating. Them, the only thing that holds them against the goat conversation is they weren't there when they weren't yeah there. they don't have the tradition yeah, that's fair um texans uh, they're good they've got a weird fan base i feel like it's not a great fan base yeah i'll say i'll say eh. yeah i'll say eh. okay yeah yeah they're not good <sighs> cleveland browns interesting i'd say great because how loyal they are yeah i know I, it's hard to count them against them being like really douchey last season because they were really excited right but when your team's been so bad for so long wouldn't you be really excited yeah no that's fair yeah. i, I I, so I'd say I great. would say good. I'll say good too, I'll just because. Good. I'll, good. I'll say good just because, even though I feel like that oil gets played up a little bit too much because I still don't see those numbers translate to people showing up at games. That's fair, but the, there's there's some diehards. Some no, die there hard. definitely is some yeah. diehards. You got to be a diehard for that. Um, yeah. Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. Bill well, O'Brien. they well they moved, so yeah, you got to count for fans in Vegas, and Ve- Vegas will show up. I think. I think the fan base will actually get better moving out of Oakland because Oakland is yeah. an interesting city. I was just thinking Oakland because those are some of the trashiest fans I have yeah, ever seen. they're very trashy. They don't give a fuck about what you think. Yeah, no, they don't care. Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Thanks uh, to another Vegas fan. Easily Bill O'Brien. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're biased, but you're not biased. Right. You seem like assholes. Yeah. So and y'all lost to them. So. We have the Philadelphia Eagles. I want to say... I want to say good... Good. I feel like it's the same Brown situation where it got good. played up a little bit too much whenever they won good, the Super good. Bowl. Good, 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 good. Yeah, it's easy to be a great fan when you team won the Super Bowl. So 49ers? I'd say they're good. Um, eh. And I only yeah. say that because um, they're they're not always there. They're good now, and but to be and also the defense, their stadium is an hour and a half away from their city. Yeah. So it also does hurt them a little bit, but. Damn, I was in far. San Francisco and I was just around the area and it did not seem like people really cared that much. Oh really? It's yeah. not a lot of rep. It's hard to rep them because the whole thing that makes like San Francisco a good sports market in Oakland is the Bay. Yeah. People love repping the Bay. They don't say that's, oh yeah I rep the That's San the Fran. Warriors big thing. They don't say I rep Oakland. I rep the Bay and that's what made the Oakland that so, and the Giants have a lot of love there. Um 
the Warriors obviously have a lot of love, and they're moving on the water. Uh, they, uh, no, they already did, so there's a lot yeah. of love there. Sorry, I, I just realized I was kind of back from my mic. Um, I was stretching, you know. <laughs> you good. Um, but, yeah, so, like, that, that they love repping the Bay, and the 49ers aren't the Bay. They used to be on the Bay, but now they're nowhere near it. So I think that definitely hurts them a lot. So right. I'm going to say, eh. And that's yeah, from that, someone who's been in, in San Francisco. And it's gone I just feel like they have so much tradition that I have to put them good, but they do. two over one. Two over one. Um, so up next, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bill O'Brien. Even though I do Fair love enough. their Duval chant. I do respect that. Dude. I, love that, I love that they rep their county, but the city of Jacksonville is just, eh. So next we have Nate's old team. Carolina <laughs> Panthers. <laughs> yeah, when it was like nine. Um, I'd uh, eh, eh. They're not great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Lions. I'd say great, they're great. just for yeah, the because they're yeah. partially <laughs> and they're, they're great. And Detroit loves repping Detroit. Yeah, I respect that. And but and they're loyal. Detroit fans are great. Yeah. If you're a Lions fan, I feel like you have to enjoy being at the game more than winning the game. Ford, Ford Field seems kind of dope. Too, it does seem cool. Yeah. Oh, Buffalo Bills fans, goaded, goaded. I mean, I mean, I know it's like I'm not doing our go talk, but oh, you're just saying okay. The most passionate fans. I'm not just talking about the table jumping. They're just that hey, passionate. But shout out to Bills fans for partially bring out that intensity. If oh, you, yep. Bills fans are that iconic. Because I know, it's gonna be, I know, we'll get to our goat conversation, but it's gonna be hard not to put them up there. I mean, yeah, you can look at the logo right now. Whether you're listening to Spotify or Apple Podcast, just look at the logo. Look at the logo. It's based off Bills. Caden is slamming the table. Yeah, exactly. So last one's Redskins. I'll just throw in Bill O'Brien. We don't need to talk about that one. Um, Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. Dude, <I'm> <laughs> the amount of people that showed up to their games. It's I mean, yeah. Sad. I'm not going to argue. You're just, just quick with it. And their owner shit. So. Um, I would say my top three <laughs> for GOAT would be Saints, Chiefs, and Seahawks. I can't put this That's in. just wrong. V- Vikings, bro. Swap Vikings out. and the Bills are on top three. Vikings do have very good. But Saints are really loud, though. Saints, Saints are, are really loud. They're also in- indoor. also yeah. held the record for a lot of stadium for a short time. Seahawks are immediately throw them out. I just, I just disagree with that. Did if you hold the record for loudest stadium, that says something about your fan base and how much they care, at least. Okay, well, their stadium's also built for being loud, so... That's fair. Small, they also that's... pumped in music, so... Um, hey, did they break that record when they weren't good? No, but the okay, Chiefs then. also didn't break that record when they were bad. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Chiefs fans have been loyal. I remember Chiefs fans sold out, and they did the tomahawk chop as loud as I can while, I, while watching Matt Castle. That is I know fair. the Seahawks didn't do that while they were watching Matt Hasselbeck. True. Okay. okay. I, I know that for sure. Can we go to a consensus that it's 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 the Saints or I think it's a I think it's a clear top four. I don't know if you can make it a top three. The top four definitely is Chiefs, Bills, Saints, and Vikings. I think you have the Bills way too high. They're the most just because they jump on tables doesn't mean no. They're, they're just that, no. Like and I get that and I get they get a lot of love for that, but they're so passionate and they have a shitty organization. They have a shitty stadium. Mm. They've they've had a shitty team. They don't win anything, but they're still there after 50 years of shit. Okay, okay. Can we we can get it to two though? Two is Chiefs Vikings. I I'm willing to do that. I don't know, man. Saints, the Vikings just aren't that high up there for me. Like I maybe don't I don't why. watch them enough. I, but I, yeah, I don't know why. I mean, did you watch the? I mean, the Chiefs game is. Oh, telling, okay. Telling. I'm not like putting the Packers up here, but I forgot about. It. We we do need oh, respect like that's Packer, true. Packers Packer, are really It would good. probably be Chiefs Packers for me to be honest with you. Nah, man. I to, to, for me this is a pretty easy one. Packers fans have been around since the 50s. Okay, wh- who are we giving it to? That's the that's who My pick is the Vikings and I'll I'll say my case. 
I've been in I've been in Minnesota. I love it. I said this, you know, to off podcast earlier. I love Minneapolis so much, and the amount of state pride that they have is insane. One, and you know, state pride helps with these kind of things. Two, that stadium is insanely. They're also indoors, though. Yeah, and I'm not talking about noise wise, but just the oh, sea okay. of purple and how much they care. The skull chant is one of the most chilling things in modern day NFL football. It's the equivalent of the Arrowhead. They match up pretty well. It's definitely way better than the Chop. Don't get me wrong. I love no, the it's chop. Uh, um, the Chop is pretty iconic. The Chop, the the sound. I think the sound. When you're banging on the drum and you got everybody going at the same time. Yeah. You guys are so biased in that. Well, I'm yeah, biased, <laughs> I'm okay with that. As an unbiased opinion, I will tell you the skull is way better. I'm sorry, that's just, skull is more coordinated for sure. <laughs> and there's also like 20 other teams that do the Chop. Yeah, true. I mean, it's my team. I'm, I, I, I think it's cool. I know. I know. But, like, seriously, though, Florida State does it way more coordinated and it was a bunch of drunk teenagers. Like, Arrowhead, I know you guys are drunk as hell, but please. Yeah, wait, everyone else is drunk there, too. and they're. <laughs> I know, but they're teenagers, like, and they and they coordinate it way better. Anyway, um, the Vikings, for me, it's just, I have never seen, and, like, this one's just clear to see, in my eyes, against the Chiefs, because of the game. I mean, it literally felt like the Vikings kind of took over Arrowhead for a minute. And they lost, and we scolded them too. I, I, yeah, I, know, I know they lost, and, and like, yeah, we was, hit that skull. It looked pretty good. Yeah, ooh. yeah, it's better than the chop. My point exactly, dude. Um, I think you're underrated the chop just a little bit. Chop, uh, chop. Well, I've seen, the, by, I've seen it done by twenty teams. Sorry. Well, the chop. Okay, the chop. The chop itself. I think it's the oh, it's the chant that goes along with it. Is, is what makes yeah, it like the twenty other teams do the chant as well. I mean, eh, yeah. Well, the Chiefs do it. So. State That's the only one I care about. <laughs> I know, in, but you guys are biased as hell about it. So I mean, yeah, like, we're biased. But yeah, like, I, I know, but like you can't. I mean, it's well. To be fair, you did say you love Minneapolis, so that might be a little. I live there. here. What do you? What do you mean? I love Kansas City too. You can't say I'm biased about the city. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I I live here. I will say Nate has a good because he's been to both, so. I don't in, know. In my opinion. I, I feel like there's a hard one for to actually decide to go because I know you guys want to put the Chiefs there so bad. We're awesome. Put the Chiefs I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're gonna put the Chiefs out of the way, but also we do have the tailgating. We do, and they that they don't really have they kind of advantage because they can't, like literally can't tailgate because it's always so freaking cold. But like our they, they do it anyway, my guy. No, I know, but like, but I'm saying like like we got the barbecue. I we, don't know. Our I mean, barbecue is better. You guys. Could, no, see, now you're just, now you're just <laughs> taking things like, well, I like the color red more. So no, like, I'm just saying KC kind of has like the best barbecue in the country. <laughs> I mean, that helps though. That helps. It helps the oh, fan environment. Oh Did you okay. say no, they don't? No. Why don't you look at any company that rates Shut. food ever? Okay. okay, hold on. Yes, KC has the best barbecue in the world, but that does not. You're just picking. That helps the fan environment shit. though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Viewers, take this way you want. They're going to put the Chiefs. I'm not going to argue with it because it's like arguing with, like, Warriors fans at this point about how great their team is. Damn, town. Did you know we were as bad as Warriors fans? Damn. That's, about about that your... That was pretty low. No, and I get you guys have pride for your fan base, but, I mean, y'all ain't even, like, trying to, like, well, see like, your points anymore. But, like, that's fine. Put the Chiefs up there. I don't care at this point. I think Damn. I think <laughs> the Chiefs and Vikings are up, like, like together. Like, I think it's... Hey, a, if you want to crown them, crown them. Just, I mean, just do it. they were actually crowned, so... Yeah, we did kind of crown him already. Yeah, I don't even just, care about just, the fans. Just, just yeah, we're stupid. We're proud of him. <laughs> All right, just, so just, Bill O'Brien, we got New Chiefs. York Jets, Dolphins. <laughs> basically, if you ask Nate. But anyways, <laughs> New York Jets, <laughs> Dolphins, Chargers, Redskins, Pats, Raiders, Jags, eh, fans. We got Cowboys, Giants, Cardinals, Falcons, Bucks, Rams, Bengals, Texans, Panthers, Niners. That was a mouthful, God. Good. We got Colts, Titans, Bears. 
Ravens, Browns, Eagles, and then at great fans, we have Saints, Packers, Vikings, Broncos, Steelers, Seahawks, Lions, Bills, and then at GOAT, we have the Chiefs. I think this will go down as the one tier maker we'll ever do where we don't have a, like a unanimous GOAT. Yeah. It was a two to one. I don't think we can ever fully get like into that, but... And I'm not mad at you guys for being biased because, you know, but... I mean, yeah, it's hard not to... I don't to. even feel like it's biased, though, because I see a bunch of media Kaden, outlets... Kaden, just just admit it. it no, I'm not, no, not going to admit it because it's not true. Have you seen media outlets talk about how great the Arrowhead experience is I, and how it's the best in the country? Kaden, okay, we'll just wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you guys next week. See you then.